The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Psych Up Live with your host, Dr. Suzanne Phillips. If you're experiencing life, and we know you are, you may have a variety of questions about relationships, family issues, personal goals, coping with the unexpected, and much more. Today, you will hear some answers from a psychological perspective, and you may just take away something that fits. Here is Dr. Suzanne Phillips. Welcome to Psych Up Live. I'm your host, Dr. Suzanne Phillips, and on this show, we'll be turning up the psychological perspective on many life issues. As the former host of Psych Up on Casozo Radio, I joined with terrific guests to host 73 shows. This show's different because it includes you in the conversation. This is Psych Up Live. I welcome you to listen in and call in today with a question or a comment at one 866 472 Now, you've often heard the expression, married men don't talk. Do you agree? Is it a stereotype? Is it perpetuated across cultures? Does it mean that married men don't talk to their wives or that married men don't talk to anyone? What does it mean for marriages? We're going to have some answers for these questions today because our guests are experts on this topic. They are Rodney Turner and Darren Smith, two of the hosts of the seven-year-running blog talk radio show, Married Men Don't Talk. Rodney Turner has been married for 16 years, and he and his wife have three children. Together with his co-hosts, he has the goal of showing that men are not the career-obsessed, arrogant specimens we often see portrayed on television or elevated in our mainstream culture. For the past seven years and over 300 episodes, he and his co-hosts have responded to the issues of marriage, family, and men and women with a candor that is rarely heard. Darren Smith is the author of How to Stay Married for at Least 100 Years. Actually, we're not sure we want the answer to that question, but we're going to find out. Darren's married with four children and three grandchildren. He and his co-hosts have developed Married Men Don't Talk as a safe place for men to be themselves and discuss their issues. And at this point, and I'm interested in hearing about this, both men and women listen in and discuss. Rodney Turner and Darren Smith, we've worked before, and I'm delighted to welcome you to Psych Up Live. Uh, Thank you for having us, uh, Suzanne. It's our pleasure. Yes, I'm, I'm very glad to have you on. So let's do this as a backdrop for our listeners. Maybe you could answer the question. Is there really something to the idea that married men don't talk? Because that's the name that you gave your show seven years ago. What do you think about it, and what's the goal and the format of that show? Absolutely, yeah. And, and it's actually an oxymoron um, because we found that once we put this outlet together, 
we find that married men do do talk um, once they have the right form. And but I mean, it is you know it's, it's, when we say the name of the show, you know, it, it perks people's ears because it's an unfortunate reality. Um, unfortunately, married men don't talk to their wives, and married men really don't talk in general. You know, even with the other you know, uh, married men about their issues. I mean, we keep it on the surface, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. We talk about the weather and sports and those sort of things, but not the real uh, intimate details that go on um, in the uh, peaks and valleys of one's marriage. So, you know, we just basically created a format, uh, and it's an all-men's format. Um, both married, single, divorced, widowed men are welcome, um, and women are, uh, of course, welcome to listen, but it's an exclusive uh uh, outlet strictly for men, just to give them an opportunity uh, to voice their concerns about various topics. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where once we've, uh, you know, gave them the form, uh, we, we really can't keep them from talking. But, um, you know, we, we, we'd love to have more uh, guys join us, uh, especially since our show is public, it's open to the public. So any man under the sound of my voice uh, is welcome to join us. And we meet uh, every Tuesday uh, at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. And, uh, Folks that are listening can get more information on our website, which is MMDT, which are the letters for Married Men on Talk. That's MMDT.org. So um, you folks set up a topic or a question, and you um, and Dar- you, you start speaking. Is this Rodney or Darren that I'm speaking with? Yeah, this is Rodney. Rodney. So um, the three of you start speaking, and then sometimes or often men call in, um, it's funny, I remember one woman did make it through, one of your wives, but actually most of the time women are listening, but that's not such a bad thing. Um, it's actually really an interesting phenomenon that once men were given the opportunity that, you know, they actually talk. So let me ask you, for the typical man out there who may or may not take advantage or have that kind of uh, group setting, what do you think? Um, helps men in terms of being able to put words to the issues. Have you found that it has helped you in your lives to talk to men? Does it really ever carry over to the marriages? Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, Darren, you mentioned, uh, you know, his wife actually, you know, snuck in on one of our shows. He probably can speak uh, better than that, uh, <laughs> better to that than I can. What do you think, Darren? Yeah, um, my wife, you know, in, in my personal life, my wife, um it actually helps me and her communicate better because when she listens to the show, I often say things on there that I'm feeling comfortable with saying to other men that I can't say to her. And so that sparked a lot of great conversation between us two because oftentimes she didn't even know I, I felt like that. So uh, she doesn't take offense to it. She just say, you know, uh, she knows she has to do a better job at being willing to listen to what I have to say more so than just take offense to it. So, and a lot of times women, they take, or wives, they take offense to what their husband's trying to say, and then they try to ad-lib and say, you know, or add in and say, oh, so what you're trying to say is, well, on the radio show, we just come out and say it. We're not trying to say anything. We just come out and speak our minds, and she can hear me better sometimes through that avenue vice me trying to tell her something that might come off kind of, you know, sexist, racist, chauvinistic, you know, all these other labels people put on it. And I'm just basically trying to express my heart because I have one of those too, you know. So <laughs> they don't, people don't think that, you know, uh, men have hearts. 
and they and they are heartfelt with a lot of things that hurt them, but they often grow up with you know the attitude and, and the mind frame of you know men don't supposed to cry, men don't have feelings, men are just supposed to fork up the money and keep it moving, men are just supposed to be the workhorses, and you know the women supposed to take care of the children, and it's not always like that, you know. Mm. Well, here's here's my question because what you said your wife does often happens with couples in mixed company. So they're in in company with other people, and they'll hear their husband or their partner say, "So I'm thinking of retiring," or you know, the new boss is really unbearable. I'm thinking of a change of a job, and she's thinking, "I cannot believe I'm hearing this for the first time." in this crowd of people and that they're hearing it before I'm hearing it. So <laughs> you, you right. sound like my wife. <laughs> right. So the point is so on the way home, it's true. She's not likely to approach this the best way and say, Wow, I was interested to hear that that that, that, that. she's more likely to say, I cannot believe, etc. So the question becomes what makes it less risky or do actually for a man to bring up the conversation with his wife? Must she hear it third party? Well, it's not that she's hearing it third party. It's like if if her and I, if I choose not to speak to her because it's a sensitive topic, like last time you you seen that she had breast cancer, and I am a breast man. You know, um, I love I that's, men love different things physically on the woman. So my thing is I love nice press, which she had. Now they're gone. So how am I supposed to communicate that to a woman without making her, not a woman, my wife, without making her feel self-conscious, uh, less sexy to me, uh, making her feel like she's n- not wanted by me anymore? So how can I express that to her? Um, and, and, it's, and it's not clear words that a man can say, you know what, I love breasts, but now you don't have them anymore. Uh, we can try to work around that. Um, you know, it, you get tongue-tied in trying to express to the one you're supposed to be with for the rest of your life and her not feeling anything. You know, now I don't want her to walk around closing her clothes when, when, when she see me looking at her. Um, and, and so to avoid that, I just won't talk to her. But it's still in my heart to speak out. So when I go on the, on the radio to talk to the fellas, they helped me through that situation. It just, you know, she was listening in too. And, you know, she was able, from that day, her and our communication got a whole lot better. So okay. sometimes it's I, that. I do remember that. And you're bringing up a really big topic, and that is when it comes to sexual issues, men and women tend not to talk. Instead... They act it out, and they're usually doing just what you're saying, which is hiding a feeling they assume the other doesn't want to hear or really protecting themselves from rejection. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, works, it, that just works in my relationship. Now, if, if this event hadn't happened, it probably wouldn't have went this way in our relationship. Like Rodney, you know, his wife, she wants to hear it first. My wife, if I'm not talking to her, she knows where she can get the answers for from you know she know what she can get to hear my heart because she know I'm not going to in in being afraid of hurting her feelings she know I want to express them all the way like I really feel okay, she know so I'm she, going to go to the venue where I can do that so she now knows that she can talk or ask you 
to say, Darren, listen, let's give it a try. And I've even said to couples, if you preface what you're going to say, particularly men with, I don't really know how to say this. And I want you to try to hear it in a way that is not going to in some way reject or insult you. Now, the other might be a little bit nervous, but the effort, or if she says, I don't know how to ask you to talk more about this. That's very different than, I can't believe you don't talk to me. How is this a marriage? You know, the the whole critical thing. So do you think now you've got, you've reached a place from the shows, from that incident, where you directly risk talking more to each other? No, it's not a risk now because now she um, she's more apt to want to know. She know she she knows she's going to get the watered down version if her and I have a conversation because she know I'm I'm walking on eggshells when I talk to her, being you know being afraid to not upset her. You know I don't want to upset upset my wife about anything. I like it nice and cool in here. So you know, but she knows if she wants the the real unfiltered version of what I really mean, she. She might go to the show to try to hear my heart that way. You know, she's like, okay, you know what? He said that nice, it was polished, it was a cherry on top, but I know it's more. (laughs) He's not going to give me that in in being afraid to hurt my feelings. So let me listen in. Let me peek in on what they're talking about on the show tonight. You know, Rodney, do you realize that all of you are a part of Darren's marriage? This is a really yeah, very, oh, absolutely. This is a very, and, very you know, important thing. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, my, my situation is actually the opposite, you know, of Darren's because, you know, like he said, you know, my wife, she would, she, she does get offended um, if she hears it through a third party or hears it on the show and thus she doesn't listen to the show anymore because, you know, her thing is like, if you got something to say to me, you need to say it to me first. Like, I don't want right. to hear it for the first time on some talk show with these guys mm-hmm. that I don't know. So, you know, <laughs> so she takes offense to that. So, you know, right. it's, and, you know, things that I thought were kind of minor, you know, what I was saying on the show that she heard, she was like, why, why didn't you tell me that? And I'm like, right. this is not a big deal, honey. But, you know, long story short, she no longer listens, you know, for that simple fact, cause she doesn't want to be, I guess, uh, broadside, blindsided, you know, um, by something I say on the show, which again is not, you know, I'm not, uh, in my mind, I'm not saying anything that's egregious, but to her, anything that hasn't been brought to her attention first is egregious. So, you know, it's just one of those things, and uh, she wants right. me to just come to her first. Now, are you able to do that? I, I still struggle with this, Susanna, you know, honestly, you know, um, mm. and I'm, I'm able to talk a little more freely with uh, my brothers, you know, on the show, because, you know, one thing about talking with men is that, you know, they're not going to bring it up, um, three, ten years later, you know, what, what what happens. So it's like one of those things with women, you know, they, they hold things and, you know, they bring stuff up and they connect stuff that, you know, we think really shouldn't be connected. But, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's different when, you know, it's the one you love versus someone, you know, outside. And in your example where, you, you know, a man could just say, well, I'm really struggling at work. You know, he says that in a crowd of people versus uh, speaking to his wife. But, you know, it, it's still a challenge for me, honestly. But I've gotten better, you know, through the show. I've, got, I've definitely gotten better. Well, I would say, and you, you both really um, reflected here today, one size doesn't fit all for marriages or couples. And the big thing, one couple, one couple that worked it out really well is they never started the conversation verbally. She'd leave a note, go to work. He'd respond, go to work. She'd read wow. the note. And mm-hmm. that's how they introduced the topic. 
and the we're going to take we have to take a brief break. But the other thing that's really really important is to realize no one conversation really life is not a sitcom. You can't wrap it up in one conversation. And both men and women have this idea: we're going to talk about it, we're going to figure it out, and we're going to live happily ever after on what planet? It's not going to happen. So we're gonna we're gonna take a break. But let's come back. We'll talk. Jubal, just keep on talking. There's loads of topics for us to touch. You've been listening to Psych Up Live. We're here with Rodney Turner and Darren Smith. They are two of the co-hosts of really the famous talk radio show, Married Men Don't Talk, and they'll be back to talk a little bit more. Stay with us. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Psych Up Live. Join in our conversation today by calling Dr. Suzanne Phillips or her guest at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Now back to Psych Up Live. Welcome back. We're speaking today about a very interesting topic. The broad topic is married men don't talk, but we've got them right here on the show and they're talking. It's Rod Turner and Darren Smith, the co-hosts of um, the show Married Men Don't Talk. And Darren, you're also the author of How to Stay Married for 100 Years. Would anyone want to be married for 100 years, Darren? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you don't get into a marriage to say I'm getting a divorce after 10. You know, <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's true. Well, um, let me ask you this. We have, a, we have an interesting combination here because I want to ask you some, bring up some of the issues I hear in my office over all these years. And you've done over 300 shows where, with men talking. So one of the issues with couples that comes up related to talking is silence. And that is silence, how it's interpreted. Is it always a bad thing? Could it be a good thing? Um, 
Why do people react to it in certain ways? What would you guys say in terms of when a couple stops talking or they're driving to the in-laws or they're, they're headed out, but nobody's saying things? Some women complain. They say, we've gone on a vacation. The man doesn't say a word to me. So I open my Kindle and I start to read. But is this a relationship? What do you guys think? Well, I'll say that I think silence is definitely a root cause to it, and you can't really put your finger on, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, sometimes the man could just be thinking and processing something, mm-hmm. um, or otherwise it could be some hurt there. Um, but, you know, the one thing that, that, I, that I would encourage is just making it a climate, making it easier, you know, to break that silence. And honestly, it's going to be the woman, you know, the wife in the situation that generally will help that man to, you know, communicate and to, to, to have the right tone and the right environment. You know, everything, you know, has to be ideal for him to really be, become vulnerable and, and start communicating a little more. But, you know, it's doubtful, generally speaking, with how we're wired that the man, the man will open up that conversation because, you know, if it's something that's a little a touchy subject, you know, he he has the potential of his head getting bit off, you know, by her and her response. So he's just like, mm, you know, I'd just rather just focus on the road and just drive, you know, rather than engaging in a, in a deep uh, discussion here. Now, see, you just said something which is a very interesting stereotype. You said he has the potential to have his head bitten off. Yep. So we, we see in the literature, someone wrote a book called The Sexless Marriage, and I did a blog on the unrecognized reason why some men have affairs. And it really often has to do with even the man, he might have complaints. He might be angry. He might feel, when do I ever get a compliment? He might feel worn out. He might feel somewhat overlooked, but he's not going to say anything. So right. that what happens is she then interprets the silence as rejection, lack of interest, somehow a lack of respect for her. So her response to the silence is, what's the matter? It's okay to talk to the men but, or your friends, but it's not okay to talk to me. So she's might open, not with the best approach, and that keeps him more silent. His silence, though, it's interesting, keeps her maybe nasty, but maybe feeling so rejected she becomes silent. So the question is, you're right. Sometimes it does make sense for the woman to say, are we okay? Are you okay is very different than why you're not talking to me. Right. And he, he might say that too. Because it's interesting in the workplace, men will risk more. They'll say to a female colleague who seems upset, are you doing okay? But when it comes to their partner or their wife, it's sad that they don't take that risk. Right. I, I believe, you know, and the, the, the thing about talking and or being silent is I got a couple of people that come to my table as well, and I had a couple leave here the other morning um, at 6 o'clock in the morning. And because all of the talking that they didn't do, they were doing here. Okay. And it was like, okay, my kids got to go to school in the, in about thirty minutes. So can you guys? We can we can pick this up tomorrow. But it it did it, it wasn't supposed to start there. It didn't start there. But all night I've heard I've said it before several times, and I'm tired of saying it. And you're not listening, so I'm just mm-hmm. not going to say it anymore. So the silence kick in because 
they, the one partner feel like the other partner is not even listening to them because if they say it, it's just going to fall on deaf ears. So silence can be interpreted in different ways uh, depending on the marriage. But in a healthy marriage, um, I, I feel like communication is always key. Uh, if, if I'm not having enough sex or if I don't think I'm getting enough, I, I am supposed to voice that and not feel embarrassed about it or not feel thirsty or not feel greedy or not feel like I'm trying to uh, take advantage of my wife or my, or my situation. I'm supposed to, this is my life partner. So any conversation that I want to have, I'm supposed to feel free to speak to it and speak to her or have a way to communicate to her. That's an excellent idea. Uh, the, the friends that you said that, you know, they write a note mm-hmm. and it's a conversation starter, you know, mm-hmm. um, different marriages. I mean, Whatever works for whatever marriages, you, the communication is the, is the baseline of a healthy one. Now, it's interesting. I want our listeners to know, Darren, that you're a deacon and that in that, in that role, couples might come to you, uh, as you say that other couple did. But it's, it's very interesting that very often, and maybe your show even plays this role, in some way the pair that these folks wrote on plays that role, and that is sometimes you need a third point. A third reference point to stop what you just said is so true, which is a kind of a very stuck position. He says, she says. And in most of those cases, we've had some other guests talk about, if you ever ask the couple to just speak for three minutes and the other partner just listen or even take notes, they might hear something they would not hear because most of us don't really listen. We just wait for our turn. That's right. Right? So (laughs) if you're really saying we're going to try the three-by-three, some people call it the five-by-five, you're talking, Darren, and I'm writing it down, Um, and then you're not, no one's responding, then I'm talking and you're writing it down. And then we say to the couple, "Walk, walk away. Walk away and come back later, read, and then have a conversation. You're really diffusing the emotion that makes it so impossible to really hear each other. Well, and I believe that'll work in some situations. Mm-hmm. That, that's a great idea, um, but some people are like, they, they can't wait to say it, and as soon as you, let's say if a husband is speaking, and, right. he hit, and he's supposed to be speaking for five minutes, on minute two, he says something that strikes a nerve. She stops listening after that point yes. because she, can't, she wants to say something on that point so bad that she can't hear anything else. Um, we, we've tried this other way where, hey, y'all take a report card, just like they do in school. Why don't you take a report card and, 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 and do the check marks and grade them on, on this at every month? Let's do it every month. Well, it worked for some couples. But for other couples, it was like, well, I gave him an A in that area, and he gave me an F. Well, you know, <laughs> that's not fair. So now it's another argument. So now it's like, okay, look, different people different, uh, communicate in different ways. Yes, yes. So we try to find the bullseye that, that works for that particular couple. Um, I've, I've counseled pastors before where the pastor is speaking to his wife like he speaks to his congregation. Mm. So, the way I can speak to this pastor is from a dialect from the Bible. That's the only way he will hear me. Any other philosopher, mm. he will shut it off. So you mm. have to communicate with different people, different types of ways right. in order for it to sink in. So that way that you just mentioned may work for some couples, but not all. 
know. No, you're you're really right. In you're so right. And sometimes uh, you remind me of the fact that I've sometimes said to couples, um, maybe it's not going to start by talking about every single thing that's a problem. It's like a Woody Allen marriage. Then maybe it's going to be an important first step if you start just doing something together that's new or interesting. Or um, that you that you both enjoy because if you think about it, when you're doing if you're if you're kayaking with someone, if you're gardening with someone, if you're bowling with someone, you are talking in a very safe way, and you're remembering what you like about being with this person. Sometimes couples have to reset the communication point, not by talking it to death, but by being together in a different kind of way. Right, right, absolutely. And I just feel like that when people when people get together and when they're they're with their spouse, they need to find the root of why they stopped talking. As Rodney said earlier, mm-hmm. is a root that you can't that that wasn't fixed. I mean, you didn't apologize about something, and then as soon as I had one couple, something happened ten years ago, and that was the root of the problem. They stopped. Mm-hmm. They stopped sleeping together, and, and, you know, it was just a catastrophe. And he's like, well, why did you move out of the bedroom in the first place? I was like, whoa, you got to sleep in separate rooms? You know, so, so it was like she, when she mm-hmm. took it all the way back to something he said or something he did 10 years prior, he said, well, I, I said I was sorry, and you said you accepted my apology. Well, in real life, she didn't really accept his apology. It still stuck with her, but she never did say anything else mm. because she didn't want to look like she was bringing up something in his past. But she was saying it in many ways. That's the yes, sad but he part. Didn't, he, didn't, he didn't catch it because yeah. he's like, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Okay, let's, let's go out to eat. And it was, it was like that. And he mm. thought it was over with, but it really wasn't over with. She didn't, it, the, the, it wasn't satisfying to her to receive uh, um, a sorry apology, uh, just like an apology that just really seemed like it was just, okay, can I apologize and you be quiet about it now? So it was really rough for her to move forward um, after he seemed no, uh, so uh, nonchalant about her feelings towards that particular situation. What helped them, Darren? What, what allowed that apology to finally feel real to her? When he when he when she brought it up again, and he thought that he did enough, but he didn't elaborate. So now that night, they, he elaborated. It just took him to three o'clock in the morning, okay. and then by the end of the night, they were praying, they were crying, they were hugging, they were okay. they wanted to renew the vows. I mean, all mm-hmm. of this happened because she really felt like he that he understood her by just saying, "I'm sorry," and let's move on. That's not an understanding to some people. That's, That's just to many people. To many yeah. people. Yes. <laughs> she did not. She did not feel a heartfelt apology from him just saying that. And especially yeah. something like an affair. You can't have an affair and say, "Look, sweetie, I did this, and I'm sorry." You. It. It, it just doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. You know. It is it, really oh, starting oh, it there. Sure, it doesn't start there. Yeah. It really. There is a really a whole pathway of owning it, of recognizing the pain, of discussing it, of living a little bit, of renewing trust. It's a, it's a road that 
really some couples go down very well and some people think if they just say they're sorry but they don't change their behavior it's okay it's never okay you guys know that and so why um let me ask you this about the you find um rodney i wonder if if you might weigh in on this did you find that with social media technology has increased or decreased problems with couples what are you hearing about it? Are people fighting about Facebook flirtations, um, catching each other using porn? What have you guys heard about this? Yeah, I think it's definitely uh, increased because it's just another tool of the enemy to destroy marriages. And it's not an excuse. I don't want to say that. However, um, it can cause problems. And what i found is that people don't make clear uh, delineations uh, for their partner, what's appropriate, what's what's not appropriate, and you know, for example, I, I use myself an example. Like, you know, I'm on social media, but my wife is not. Uh, she doesn't, you know, she just doesn't believe in social media. So, you know, I'm kind of, you know, on there, and I'm a married man. Everyone knows that, and I know the rules as far as that goes. But, you know, little things like she doesn't want me to post her picture or our children's picture online. You know, she's just like, mm-hmm. you know, that's your that's your page. You know, yeah. don't do that. And I had to learn the hard way, um, you know, because back when I first got on, on, on social media, um, I posted some vacation pics, and uh, she had folks coming up to her and say, oh, you know, we love the vacation <laughs> pics. Y'all had a great vacation. And then immediately she was, you know, she was like, didn't I tell you? And she did, you know, but it was just like when I posted it, I was like, oh, it's no big deal. She'll, she'll be fine. You know, but when, when people started to come up to her and say, you know, oh, you know, how was your trip? You know, we saw the pics. She was just so frustrated because she clearly had communicated, you know, to me that that was not appropriate, that she didn't think it was appropriate. And for me to do it behind her back was just, it, it was just a mess. So, you know, she definitely clearly articulated to me how she would like me to approach, you know, my social media, but I didn't receive it. But yeah. after, after that time, you, you best bet I received it. It, it, won't, it a, didn't happen again. It, it's <laughs> a great example of how it can, it's used differently, and when a couple communicates about it, it really can be fine because you probably benefit from it, but her privacy is obviously very important to her. It is. Um, when... Um, Sometimes, do, do either of you text message to your spouses, and do you find that's a help? Do you find that's something that keeps you connected? Do you find that it's actually an intrusion? We well, I know, I know, I'll speak for me, is that I like receiving texts, you know, from my wife, and, you know, generally, I like receiving the ones that are not about, you know, can you pick up some milk? You know, did you pay the daycare right. provider? You know, those uh-huh. those things. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time, I cannot text her or call her, call her during the day, during the work day, because she's in a classroom. She's a teacher. Right. So, you know, our, and then that's another rule that we've communicated is that, you know, don't, don't call me during the work day unless it's an emergency. You know, she right. takes uh, pride in her work. Uh, she doesn't have time for idle chit-chat with me to see how my day is going. <laughs> and, right. you know, another quick example is, um, you know, I work at a bank, and uh, some years ago I was involved in a bank I'm going to, okay, hang on one minute. Okay. It's too good sure. a story. We're going to take a brief break, okay. and then we're going to come right back. Folks, you've been listening to Psych Up Live. We're talking to the hosts of Married Men Don't Talk, but they're talking a lot today. Stay with us. We'll be right back. News. News. Opinion. 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 Opinion.
voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Psych Up Live. Join in our conversation today by calling Dr. Suzanne Phillips or her guest at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to radiohostphillips at gmail.com. Now back to Psych Up Live. Welcome back to Psych Up Live. We have a really um, very interesting conversation going on with the hosts of Married Men Don't Talk, Rodney Turner and Darren Smith. We were just talking about, I asked these guys about the impact of social media on couples and, in fact, whether they enjoy texts they, with, their, with their spouses, whether that works, whether it's an intrusion, whether it feels like surveillance. And... Um, Rodney was telling us his wife is a teacher. She really does not need text in the middle of her classroom day. But he really was going to share an important story related to this. So let me give it right back to you, Rodney. Yes, ma'am. And just real quick, um, just revolving around the idea of uh, communication and the different tools that we have uh, in 2016, like I said, my wife's a teacher, and she doesn't need the you know interruptions in the middle of her day. And even so, uh, even that goes for phone calls too. And mm-hmm. uh, some years back, I was involved in a bank robbery, and uh, I was not injured. You know, everything was okay, and you know, everyone was like, you know, everyone, all of my coworkers were like, you need to call your wife. You know, let let, my, let her let her know so she doesn't <laughs> hear it on the news. And I'm just like. My wife told me not to call her. She's not going to hear it on the news because she's miles away, and, you know, trust me, it's fine. And they just kept pestering me, no, 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 call your wife, call your wife. You've got to let her know. You've been involved in a bank robbery. Just let her know to hear your voice. So finally, I called her. She came down to the principal's office, and, you know, I just told her. I was like, yeah, we were involved in a bank robbery, and she was like, are you hurt? Are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine, honey. And, you know, after that, we talked about it. She was like, didn't I tell you not to call me? You know? <laughs> I love and, this and I told my coworkers, like, I told you. And I, she might have mentioned it on the phone. You know, she was like, are, are you hurt or something? Like, why are you calling me? 
And I was like, well, they told me to, to call you, you know, just to say. And, you know, but she was, uh, again, she was not pleased. But I knew my wife. She had communicated that to me. And I, I just, they just didn't listen to me. You know, my coworkers was like, no, you have to call her. And then, you know, ended up getting me in trouble. She is really a no-nonsense lady. I love this woman. She sounds terrific. Yeah, right. I mean, she's straight. That's why I love her. And, and, yeah. and I, like I said, going back to your earlier question, you know, I'm the opposite. You know, whereas I, you know, I tend to, I can't be as straight and blunt, you know, uh, I'm a little more sensitive than she is. So, you know, it's it's definitely a balance that we have. Do your kids know who's who in this? uh, uh, Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the softy, you know, mommy is the disciplinarian. So, you know. I'm still working on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now the other, so you've got done 300 shows, and I'm wondering you've heard all kinds of things. Personally, uh, Darren, what's something that really caught your attention that really relates to married men not talking and married couples really needing to find communication routes? What really has caught or shocked you or surprised you? Oh, well, um, yeah, it was one of the shows we were doing, and it was about, it was called Redemption. And we had a guy come on there, and he was kind of, he was crying, and he was, he was, um, he had been drinking, and his problem was alcohol. And we were, it, it was supposed to be a show, but we kind of did some after, you know, after the microphones were shut off. Let's meet at the place. Let's try to help this guy. The guy actually went to Rodney's church, and um, and it was a surprise to me. We, we, you know, you do all you can, and he wasn't talking to his wife. Uh, he just turned to the bottle for answers. Mm. Um, and then I, I recently found out that that, that show happened, um, I think, last year, and uh, the beginning of last year, and I found out through Rodney that the guy had recently died from alcohol, Poisoning. Oh my goodness! Mm. So uh, it, it, that that sticks with me every time that we, you know, hey, when we get on this microphone, we're gonna try to change lives for the better and not for the worse. Because anytime somebody die like that, I take that personally, and I take mm-hmm. that, you know, um, dang, you know, this guy came to us. I don't know if he came to us for help, but we didn't do something right. So I'm I'm very cautious to uh, how we present information, um, and and we we study, we do research, we do research, we do research just to get it right, as right as we can without being professionals. Um, well, we are professionals in a way, but we try. We don't want anybody to die on our watch. Right. You know. But the, the question that it's important for for me to share with you is that when we're talking about alcoholism addictions. We're talking about serious illness, and we're talking about months of rehab, of program, of AA, um, of often, you know, in-house rehab. And it is heartbreaking when you're working with families. So please know that, you know, those are the kind of sad stories that do remind us about the value of life, but also the importance of getting help when you are suffering because very few people can solve an addiction alone. And, you know, a host on a TV, on a radio show can motivate, but we really need professional help with that situation. It's a really important story to share. I thank you for sharing it. How about you, um, Rodney? What has caught your attention over the show that, that surprised you? 
Yeah, and uh, just a quick correction. Uh, that show was called No um, with a guy. Um, mm. I know Darren, me and Darren both, sometimes the, all these things start to run together with the show. Yeah, time. that's so, right. It was called No. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah so yeah. if anybody's listening, it's called No. And like he said, you know, we had a guy who was drunk who, you know, literally came on the show and we had to handle it live. Yeah, but, wow. Uh, you know, to your question, and, it, you know, it's funny, you know, because my you know, the moment that I'm thinking of is actually on, uh, you know, a show that, that Darren did, and uh, his moment was actually on a show that I did. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's kind of kind of interesting. Yeah. But, you know, the, the biggest moment to your question was when um, Darren did a show called Violated. And, you know, the guy on there, uh, you know, he, he just basically mentioned, he was like, I've never said this to anyone before. I've never told you guys this before, and I'm just like, wow. And he's gonna. And this is a guy that we've, he, you know, he, we we've never seen him face to face. You know, we yeah. only interact with him over a phone line. You know, mm-hmm. same way. You know, just like we are today. And mm-hmm. he said, I've never told, I've never shared this uh, with y'all before. And I'm just like, wow. And so that, you know, that told me, like Darren said, you know. It's a trust. You know, we build a level of trust with our with our callers, and, you know, they know that their secret is safe with us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to judge them. You know, we're not going to, you know, uh, degrade them in any way. You know, we're going to respect them. Now, we may disagree with them on whatever the topic is, you know, whatever the issue is, but, you know, we're going to give them an opportunity to share their view, to share their perspective, you know, and... You know, just have a, a healthy de- uh, debate about it. But you know, it, it just really blew me away when he was like, I, "I've never shared this before with anyone." Mm. And I'm just like, "Wow!" Mm. And you sharing it with us? You know, the mm. guys that you talk to on a radio show every now and then. So yeah. you know that 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 was the one. For a shocker me. too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, it's it's one of the things you say, and uh, when you talk about one of your goals of the show of your show, your show is in many many ways like a virtual group. And yeah. one of the things that you want people to find, and I think women want it with each other. I mean, women's networks of support are different, but as vital as men's networks of support. But when you find a safe place and you can talk about something like violation, whether you're the victim or the perpetrator, you've already then taken a step toward maybe looking at that different, healing differently. So, I mean, when we talk about couples, it's a wonderful thing if your, male, if your spouse has friends, one, two, so that he can run some things by because it's going to obviously at some point enhance your marriage. And I think that that's true with women also. What is tricky for, for marriages is it's great to have friends, but generally you want your confidant to be your spouse and you want to be your spouse's confidant. Now. Absolutely. You know, maybe you figured out a way to put words to it because you spoke to the other women and they're in a similar situation and that really helped you. And maybe if someone shares with you as hosts, they figure out, you know what, these people accepted me. Maybe there's a way for me to tell her. So we do think that maybe we want these networks to help us be better confidants to each other. Yeah, and what what our show is, you just really hit on a point that I was thinking is what our show does is it it's accountability, um, and it's 
funny. We just did a show this week, How an Affair Saved My Marriage, and one of our regular callers, uh, he's an atheist, and uh, we're uh, Christian men, and, um, you know, and he knows us, and he chats with us, and again, we even make him feel comfortable, and, uh, you know, he loves our show, but he got in on the tail end of our discussion, and he was like, please, please, guys, don't. Is this show about one of y'all? <laughs> don't don't tell me that y'all have cheated on your one of y'all. Uh, have cheated yeah, on he your didn't wife. want right. He and didn't want to believe that. Yeah, he didn't want to believe it because, like I said, I mean, we're Christian guys. You know, we we believe in God and all that good stuff, and but we're real as well, you know. And you know, and and then we told him that no, you know, it's, it's not about us. I uh, given them a couple stories about when that's actually happened, and he just he was like, oh, you know, I can breathe a sigh of relief now. There's still hope. You know, <laughs> but but you know, I would say from years of couple work that I have really been with couples for for whom the affair saved the marriage in a painful way, but in a real way. In that, the fact is, once they started repairing the marriage, once it was ruptured, their second marriage, as I call it, is far better than that first marriage. The second marriage to each other is authentic. It's appreciative. So that you know. Things happen in lives, as you guys really hear a lot of it, too, that are unfortunate, painful. It's what we do with it that makes for the marriage to get better and the people to stay healthy. Right. Absolutely. You know, I really can't thank you enough for coming on the show. You're authentic. It's a delight to talk to you. Your wives are lucky ladies. Um, (laughs) And I thank you for all the men who call into you and get a safe place to just be heard and know that they're not judged. So I thank you for the show that you've really run for now seven years. Thank you. I, oh, you're welcome. Um, I want to thank our listeners today. You've been listening to Psych Up uh, Live. And I want you to know if you missed any part of this show, it will be a podcast by tomorrow. And I invite you to listen to any of the episodes of Psych Up Live. They're available on my host site, on my website, couplesaftertrauma.com. They're available on iTunes, on Skitter. And please remember, drop me a line or a question at radiohostphillips.com. Tweet me at Healing for Couples. We'll be back next week. We have a number of interesting shows coming up. Please take care. Thanks and be listening. Thank you for tuning in to Psych Up Live. Please join Dr. Suzanne Phillips for another edition of our programming next Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk more next week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america variety channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit VoiceAmerica.com. the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network it's staff and management.